is full of mysteries. And we're here to explore them all. Welcome to ABC Cryptozoology. ABC Cryptozoology. Welcome to ABC Cryptozoology, the show where we teach you the ABCs of cryptozoology. So this episode came a little later than we were hoping, uh, so thanks for your patience. Uh, so we're just going to jump right in. Um, Anna, what kind of weird news do we have today? We have a Loch Ness Monster sighting, which may have already been debunked. An individual named Richard Maver recorded drone footage from a recent canoeing challenge on the loch, and it was discovered in the video that a shape f similar to that of how Nessie had been described shows up in the footage just under the water. However, the internet was all over it and found the same footage without Nessie proving that the footage was tampered with. The footage had about three days of fame before being debunked, but it was enough to spread like a wildfire. The video is no longer available online, but you can read about it on our site. Yeah, it's a little crazy how much uh, Loch Ness Monster news there's been lately. Well, in other weird news, local Yowie hunter Jason Heal is convinced that the Yowie is responsible for a number of missing person reports in Australia. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Jason Heal is the co-founder of the Yowie Research Group in Perth, Western Australia. His team has already collected hundreds of reports, photographs, and even audio recordings that they believe gives credence to the idea of the Yowie. Many people go missing in the bush of Australia, and while most of are considered accidents, there are those who believe it could be elusive, could be the elusive beast responsible for the missing persons. For anyone wondering what a yowie is, you can think of it as the Bigfoot of Australia. We uh, may even talk about it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Loch Ness reports. We've got a yowie, yowie. bit of news, which. You don't really know much. I haven't told you about the Yowie, really, so... All I know is that I haven't really heard about the Yowie in a long time. Yeah. So we'll talk about that at in, a, in the future. It might be one future. of the episodes. We'll see. Um, episode Y, whatever the <laughs> one that will be. Uh, anything else weird or interesting about those news reports? I just feel sad for the guy who... Um, clipped in this picture of what seemed to be an essay into the video. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy that he tried to fool people, huh? Yep. Yeah, people do that, though. I mean, you know, look at maybe some of the history of the, of the Loch Ness Monster in general. Yep. All right, well, should we get into the episode? I think the people have waited long enough, huh? Yes, please. All right. Season 1, Episode 11. M is also for the Mothman. On November 15, 1966, two couples were driving near the McClintic Wildlife Management Area outside of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, when on the side of the road they saw a large gray creature with huge glowing eyes. Terrified, they quickly sped away, but much to their horror, they saw the creature in the air chasing them. They made their way into town and to the police to report the sighting. Rightfully skeptical, the police separated the four people into different rooms and interviewed them. They would come out shocked as each of their reports were so identical that there was no question they saw something that night. The police did not know what to think of it, but assumed it was simply just a case of misidentification. But over the next few days, other settings would occur. All of them described a very similar thing, a large man-like creature with huge wings and large red eyes that glowed in the night. The locals would refer to the creature as the bird. 
due to the description of having huge wings. In fact, wildlife biologist Robert Smith told reporters that he believed the sightings were of a sandhill crane, which can nearly be as tall as a human and has red feathers around its eyes. Their wingspan can get up to seven feet as well. But the local newspaper created a much more memorable name, the Mothman. The rumor goes that it was named after the Killer Moth, a villain in the Batman series. But for the next year, it would simply just be a local legend. That is until December 15th of 1967. But before we can talk about that, we must talk about Mary Heer and John Keel. Mary Heer was a reporter for the local newspaper, the Athens Messenger. When the Mothman reports began, she would write about them in a small column called Where the Waters Mingle. Because of this, she ended up meeting John Keel. John Keel was a journalist and researcher of the strange and unknown. After the initial sightings of the Mothman, he traveled from his home in New York to Point Pleasant to investigate the Mothman. He documented his findings and experiences, which would then go into the 1975 book known as The Mothman Prophecies. He was noticing that strange things would happen to him and others who had experiences with the Mothman. Similar things were happening to Mary as well. On November 19th of 1967, Mary was talking to John and telling him about a horrific nightmare she had the night before. She said, I had a terrible nightmare. There were a lot of people drowning in the river and Christmas packages were floating everywhere in the water. It's like something awful is going to happen. She wasn't alone. Over the next week, others would report having nightmares about a disaster. They expressed that they felt it like it was a sign of things to come. Which brings us back to the night of December 15th, 1967. It was a normal December evening. Families were coming back from Christmas shopping, visiting with friends, and preparing for the weekend. As families were driving across the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant, there was a traffic backup causing many vehicles to have to stop on the bridge. As the vehicles waited patiently to move again, the bridge began to shake. Suddenly, a snap. The bridge would buckle and collapse, causing dozens of vehicles and people to fall into the river. 46 people would succumb to the waters below. Debris, including Christmas presents, would be seen floating in the river. It would go down as one of the worst bridge accidents of all time. And after investigations, it was found to have been caused by a defect in an eye bar in the bridge's suspension chain that was less than 0.1 inches. But shortly before the collapse, multiple residents of Point Pleasant would report seeing the Mothman around the bridge. Sorry. (laughs) Between the eerie nightmares and the sightings, it was only natural that people would begin to speculate that the Mothman was a harbinger of doom. Just a few years later, John Keel would write his book, The Mothman Prophecies, in which he would reveal the experiences of multiple people in Point Pleasant, as well as his own. The book was one of his best-selling books and was even used for inspiration for the 2002 film of the same name. But after that, the Mothman kind of went quiet. It was known in the cryptid scene and occasionally someone would report a sighting, but it definitely was not getting the attention it used to get. But the sightings were still continuing into the 80s and 90s. While the Mothman news went quiet for a couple decades, there were still many reports about a winged humanoid around states surrounding the Appalachian Mountains as well as large birds or pterosaur-like creatures flying through the skies. And while specific Mothman sightings had slowed, the impact it made would last to this day. 
The famous TNT area would become a no-go zone for most kids, and the ones who were brave enough to venture out there would have sightings of large bird-like creatures or find enormous feathers. Strange things were still afoot in the TNT area. And then came the late 1980s, when a number of strange sightings would occur. There would be a wave of missing animals and reports of strange noises in the skies at night. One late night, a young woman and her boyfriend were driving through Park Parkersburg, West Virginia, about an hour away from Point Pleasant. They suddenly saw a huge creature that they described as winged and having strange bent back knees. It was awkwardly crawling across the street as if it was unnatural for it to move that way. This would be similar to other sightings people had previously. And the sightings would continue into the 90s including sightings similar to the original sighting by the two couples. Many of the stories will not be told or revealed until much later in future interviews and books. In fact, in 2020, Seth Breedlove wrote and directed The Mothman Legacy, in which he did some extensive research on sightings that occurred since the 70s. Many people kept their sightings to themselves as they felt that it was crazy, but the documentary reveals the amount of strange sightings that still occurred after the 60s and even up to today. So the Mothman never really went away. Most people just kept the sightings to themselves. What's interesting about this is that in 2002, the Mothman Prophecies film released worldwide. It had a star-studded cast including Richard Gere, Deborah Messing, Laura Linney, and many others. It would make Mothman a star and lead to the Point Pleasant appearing on the map again. In fact, that same year, riding off the exposure of the movie, the owner of the Mothman Museum and the Mothman Diner created the Mothman Festival. They planned the entire festival in just over two weeks and were met with over 2,000 attendees. They showed off props from the movie and exhibit showcasing original sightings, uh, reports of the Mothman. And then they even had a Mothman hayride that took passengers to the famous TNT area where the Mothman was first sighted. And with the festival still going strong in Point Pleasant, you would think that it would have maybe brought forward some of these sightings. That's what makes them so interesting and possibly much more real. People were not really coming forward to have their moment in the spotlight. This leads credence to the idea that they really saw something. But a very important part of the story that we haven't told is that the 1966 sighting may have not been the first. For ages before that, um, there were stories of large bird-like creatures seen by the Saponi and Shawnee tribes that lived outside of what would become West Virginia. In fact, they would stay away from West Virginia unless it was for hunting as if they felt the land was cursed. There's clearly been a a long history of strange things in the West Virginia area. There are other parts of the Mothman tale that start to take a step into a very different world. You see, on November 2nd, 1966, just 13 days before the first Mothman sighting, there was a sighting of a very different nature by a man named Woodrow Derenberger. He claimed to have seen a metallic cigar-shaped craft flying through the air. The ship traveled next to his truck and then zipped ahead, blocking the roadway. He claimed that the craft hovered 12 inches above the road, and when it came to a stop and blocked the road, a door on it opened. What appeared to be a person climbed out of the craft and walked up to Woodrow's vehicle. That's when Woodrow claims that the person spoke to him directly into his mind. His mouth never moved. 
but instead he had a friendly smile the entire time. He called himself Indrid Cold, and that he meant no harm. Their conversation would last around ten minutes, with Indrid telling Woodrow various things. One thing that stood out was that Indrid told Woodrow that we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed even as you do. And right before returning to his craft, he turned around and said, We will see you again. Woodrow would report the incident to the local police in Parkinsburg, West Virginia. His story that would be considered credible as others came forward and talked to strange lights in the sky that same night, as well as others saying they saw Woodrow speaking with a person on the side of the road that night. Even the Air Force became interested in the story. So, how does this all relate to the Mothman? Well, because of the proximity and events, it was believed in some circles that they were related. Perhaps the Mothman was a creature from Indrid Cold's planet? Woodrow would continue to have experiences with Indrid Cold, including claiming to have traveled to his planet at one point. He was even gone for six months, and his family just assumed that he was with Indrid. His family, speaking of which, all said that they saw Indrid and other beings that they blend and that they blended in with everyday terrestrial life. Interestingly enough, Woodrow even went to a psychiatrist to see if there could be something wrong with him. He left considered completely mentally sound, and shortly after, the doctor had his own strange encounter with someone who called himself Indrid Cold. These days, the Mothman is considered much more of a folklore legend than a real being. But to those who had their experiences, they will always feel very differently than those who didn't. Many people will still not visit the TNT area due to fears of seeing the creature again. With Point Pleasant celebrating the Mothman every year, it has certainly propped the Mothman up to a status that most cryptids never achieve. This year's Mothman Festival was unfortunately cancelled due to the ongoing pandemic, but they hope to return for 2022. The quiet town of Point Pleasant has become a tourist hotspot for people from all walks of life, but it's not the only place that Mothman has made an impact. Since its explosion in popularity, the Mothman has appeared in various shows, movies, and toys. It has even made its, its appearance in the video game series Castlevania. Similar to some of the other well-known cryptids like Bigfoot and Nessie, its legend has become bigger than its documented history. The only difference with this one was how closely knit it was and how many people had their experiences in such a small area. Something about the personal feeling of it tends to give the stories a bit more credence. So, has the Mothman really been terrorizing the skies of Point Pleasant? Were the stories of the nightmares before the bridge collapsed true? We may never know, but what we do know is that dozens of people were affected by something in the skies of Point Pleasant. All right, so that was the Mothman. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much more that we didn't necessarily cover. A lot of personal stories. But it was just one of those things. We could tell hours of personal stories. Uh, mm-hmm. But I wanted, I want this to be focused on the meat of it. You know, the mm-hmm. the main points of what the what the cryptid is. And, and that's, you know, that's the goal of ABC Cryptozoology. Is to just kind of teach you uh, the basics of a cryptid. Yep. You can do your own research afterwards with deep dives and, you know, finding documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about... 
the Mothman. We'll start from the beginning. The the site the original sighting in nineteen sixty six. Two couples driving. They go past that wildlife like preserve area, which was mm-hmm. also that's what they would call the TNT area because it used TNT. to be an old um, like World War Two testing area and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. So there was these old structures there and these bunkers and all that type of stuff, and that's what they were driving past at the time when they saw the strange the creature. creature. Yeah. And then they this thing starts chasing them for a bit. And they get scared. Yeah, and they get yeah, they're terrified and they rush into town and tell the police and then <laughs> that started the whole entire thing. Or did it? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well that that did happen. There's documented it, yeah. stuff, but um but yeah, it's it's a real crazy story. You know, it's one of those things where it's Sounds almost like too good to be true type of situations, you know, one of those types of things. But yeah, um, yeah. What do you think about it all? Crazy, absolutely crazy. Just like blowing my mind, crazy. Oh, how come? Because Mary, her dream. Oh yeah. And all the others. Mm-hmm. That kind of blew my mind because yeah. she pr- practically t- like told the future mm-hmm. um also because at that like one time where like the first sighting was sighted many others like many many others were sighting um the same thing which was also pretty crazy to me mm-hmm. and yeah yeah uh, what do you think about oh so there's other parts to this too there was actually um a little girl who's who told a story about her father who had a encounter or a premonition uh, um of the mothman in, yeah well and involving like um like a really bad accident like he he felt like something wrong was going to happen something bad was going to happen soon then we went on a plane and oh, he, no. And the plane crashed, and he was one of the few survivors on the plane. Oh, wow. And he said, I should have known better, basically. Like, that, he he was like, this was the thing that I had the premonition about. This is what I was warned about, basically. And it adds to the idea that maybe Mothman, like, he had a Mothman encounter before that. And mm-hmm. Moth, maybe Mothman is, like, a warning if you see Mothman, something bad is going to happen. It's about to happen, yeah. yeah. And and tragedies have followed Mothman sightings over the decades. It's mm-hmm. very strange. There's other ones that have happened over the time. Um, but then you get into kind of the weird parts of of uh, the Mothman story and, like, the stuff with Indrid Cold and stuff. That, and, that blew my mind. Yeah. And while those things might not be related, they were happening in the same place at the same time. Yep. So it makes people, you know, it's it's natural it to feel like they could be. Skeptical. Well, that too. But it also is natural to make people feel like they could be connected because they're mm-hmm. like, well, just a few days before Mothman was sighted, this person had the sighting of this weird craft and a guy came come out and blah, and blah, blah. tell you know? him stuff. Yep. So, you know, people thought, well, maybe Mothman is like an interdimensional being or, or an alien from a different planet, or they don't know what he is. But it's been enough to make Point Pleasant a must-visit must place 
for cryptid, uh, mm-hmm. for cryptozoologists and crypt and people who like cryptids. So, um, which they have that whole museum there, which is really cool. They have some of the original like reports there in cases. Yeah, okay, they have like I must see pictures and all kinds of stuff. I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day maybe we'll get to go there. I would love to go Yay. and see it, especially during the festival. I want to go yeah. there. I want to go to Roswell. That'd yeah. be fun. Go see where the supposed UFO crash was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like, and there's a lot more of those types of stories that ha- people have told um, over the years. I would suggest checking out if you have. I'm gonna sit here and be a salesperson for Amazon, unfortunately. <laughs> but but there's a few really interesting documentaries on Amazon. If you just type in Mothman in Prime, you'll find a few ones. There's Mothman Legacy, and then the Mothman uh, Mothman of Point Pleasant. I think those were both made by uh, by Seth Breedlove. Uh, so they're they're both really extensive documentaries, and there's a few other ones that are pretty interesting, worth checking out if like, you're curious. Wait, hmm? is that book that Mary wrote, the Mothman Prophecies? John, John Keel wrote that book. Oh, yeah. but he talked about Mary's story and stuff like that, and oh. yeah, both of them have passed away now at this point. Oh. Yeah, uh, I believe that uh, John passed right away in like 2000. Nine or something like that, or 2006. And so only like three years before I was born. Yeah, and Mary passed away much earlier than that. Uh, I can't remember when. Sad. 80s, 80s or 70s or something. Yeah, that's Sad. quite a while ago. But, um, <clears throat> but I mean, you know, their legacy lived on. And, and the interesting thing about John Keel was that he was in touch with, uh, with the owner of the Mothman um, Museum quite a bit and would check in and just make sure that everything was okay. And, and on top of that, he constantly would check in on like the people who had sightings because he That's cared about cool. them. Like he, That's so sweet. he was like, we all experienced this together. And, um, he, he believed it just as much as any of them. That's I thought, so yeah, kind. very interesting. And, you know, and again, that to me wasn't shows, that it wasn't about writing a book and trying to make money. It was about a shared experience. Mm-hmm. And that just makes it feel a little bit more real, more than yep. more than a lot of things, you know? Like, yep. I'll be the first to tell you that I'm skeptical about a lot of of uh, cryptids, but, but something about Mothman, or at least not even necessarily that it looks or anything like anything that we've seen as far as what Mothman looks like. Mm-hmm. But I think probably those people really did see something and it scared them very badly. Very Maybe badly. it was just one of those cranes. Maybe it was just a bird. Mm-hmm. But it was enough to terrorize people for decades. For decades. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty interesting. Um, so other things that happened during that time, you, there was a ton of UFO sightings, like just an absurd amount of UFO sightings. Yeah. Um, fireballs in the sky... Uh, yeah, lots of weird things were happening in West Virginia for a good decade or so. And then, as we mentioned, it kind of started to go quiet. Yep. Do you, so we talked about maybe why it went quiet, and that's that people were just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore, so I'm not even going to tell people about my experience. Yep. But also, maybe the fun of the Mothman 
kind of dwindled as well. And uh, so they just really didn't bother? Yeah. It's possible. We don't know, you know. Um, yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts on just kind of anything that we've talked about. The bridge. Oh, the bridge, yes. Yeah, uh, 0.1 inches damage to the bridge made it collapse. Yep. That, how? Yeah, well, and it puts a lot of weird things in perspective for a lot of bridges across, like, America. And, and uh, you know, bridges are one of the least uh, worked on and, like, and checked inspected mm-hmm. things <laughs> across the country. Yeah. Um, and if something like that could happen to a bridge in the middle of winter, like, who's to say that we won't have another accident? Mm-hmm. The good news is that these br- most modern bridges are built a lot better. Yeah. They're not so reliant on, like, one small little piece, but but you never know. And But, I, you know. Um, but yeah, that's a crazy one, right? Like a yeah. bunch of people having very similar dreams, like visions of drownings and, or floating in the ocean or whatever, mm-hmm. right before, like days before or like that. a month before it happens. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. just blows my mind. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yep. It is nutty. Is there anything else you want to talk about for, about Mothman? I could talk about Mothman forever, basically, but... Uh, oh, did you know that uh, in 2003, there was a giant, like, 12-foot-tall stainless steel statue put up of Mothman in the middle of Point Pleasant? What? Yeah, so when you drive in there, there here he is, this big statue, and, or I guess not even a statue, a metal sculpture, and it's crazy looking. Um, I want to see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up for you. Whoa. Uh... But that's how big of a deal it is in in Point Pleasant. Like, you just drive into town, and there he is, Mothman, <laughs> saying hi. <laughs> that's uh, so cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they it's really a big part of that. Going into the kind of the pop culture talk, too, you know, like like a lot of the cryptids we've talked about, or at least some of the bigger ones, they become really famous mm-hmm. even, you know, and, and it's not even about the cryptid anymore. It's just about cool, strange creature that, that we can make merchandise about or and whatever. Stuff. Yeah. Or write songs about or whatever you want to make a toy. Um, like kind of similar to, uh, to um, some of the other cryptids we talked about, they're really big in Japan as well. The Mothman is huge mm-hmm. in Japan. Uh, they love... And part of that, I think, is because Japan has yokoi. Or uh, wait, oh, yokai, 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 sorry, yokai. Yep, the, uh, you know, Japanese... Japanese cryptids, yeah, yep, yep. stuff they're like that. They're basically like a cryptid. Um, and I think because of that, they love, just in general, like folklore... Mm-hmm. Creatures, and, yeah, and very, other stuff like yeah, that. They're like, oh, this is America's yokai, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the the Mothman and Bigfoot, yep. um, and various other things. The Nightcrawlers, ooh. Nightcrawlers. Speaking of which, that's a good one for N. Maybe you should do Nightcrawlers. Remember that video I showed you of the Fresno Nightcrawlers? They're like those weird little. It looked like puppet legs just walking through a yard. Mm-hmm. I think we should do that. What do you think? Yeah. 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 That would be a weird one to talk about. Some yeah. strange history on that one, too. Um, so, Mothman, closing closing thoughts. Anything else about the Mothman that you want to bring up? 
He is big, he is scary, and I never want to meet him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if meeting him is such a good thing. They, <laughs> they think, you know, a lot of people think that him showing up around something like the bridge was him trying to warn people. So That's maybe what I he, think. he was a good, or it, it was a good person, thing, whatever person creature. Person thing. Yeah, being like, hey, there's a problem here, check it out. You but of course, you know, here. you've got us who are like that is the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life i will not even yeah i just assume that he is the cause of the problems at the bridge and he's a bad guy yep um there's a lot of pictures and videos of supposed mothmans that have appeared online over the last like couple decades Mm -hmm. most of them are probably super fake but fake and hoaxes but they get out there and somebody will Bring it back on the spotlight for about a week, and then it's like, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, oh, and then people forget. And but you know, somebody will be like, "Hey, remember that picture I saw of Mothman like ten years ago?" And then they're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Yeah, that was cool." So, <laughs> so people still remember it. And like you know, anything on the internet, you can once it's there, you can find it at some point. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and do our recap. All right, I think this is probably a good time to start wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. So, as we mentioned, the Mothman was first sighted by two couples on November fifteenth of nineteen sixty-six. Yep, um, locals referred to it as the bird due to its strange bird-like appearance. Yeah, uh, many had thought that the Mothman was re- responsible for or was warning about the Silver Bridge collapse. Um, yep, um, sightings still continue even today, but many are not reported. Yep, and that's because people are like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Or or they're afraid to talk about it. Uh, the Mothman has been in lots of pop culture stuff, like games and shows and toys and, you know, all that type all of stuff. All that type yep. of stuff. Yep. Um, a number of documentaries have been made over the years with a little bit of surge in the last four to five years. Mm-hmm. Oopsies. <laughs> Most of them can be watched on Amazon Prime um, video. Yep. As we've yep. said, and you know. As I'm, we've said. As you've said. Yeah. I don't. On your little Amazon. I don't like to <laughs> promote some other thing, but <laughs> but this is one of those cases where I'm like, hey, there's a lot of material in there. It's good to watch You should it. probably see yeah. this. So if you want to learn more about the Mothman, there's plenty to learn about. On Just watch Amazon. any of those documentaries for fun. Or, you know, go out and. Find some documentary, some other means, or, re- or read lots of books. The Mothman Prophecy, books. you can probably check out at a library and check it out. It's, it's actually a very interesting read. Um, mm. Let's see. Beyond that, uh, guess we can talk about next episode. I think we should do the Nightcrawlers, huh? Yeah. I think that'll be a good one. Yeah. So we'll do the Nightcrawlers. So next episode is N for Nightcrawlers. You'll, if you've yeah. never heard about the Nightcrawlers, get ready to be weirded out and and possibly unhinged. <laughs> it's real strange. It's looks like it should be the fakest thing ever, but plenty of people have tried to debunk it and have not been have successful no proof. at all. And it's very bizarre. There's a few videos out there. There's some potential, like, historical roots to it, too. So we'll get into that next episode. One thing I do want to point out is that we planned for this episode to come out four to five days after the last one. Clearly, that did not happen. So I am not going to promise any timelines anymore as far as when we can get stuff done. We're all very busy here. Uh... 
Anna, you're doing a bunch of like sports <laughs> and all kinds of crazy stuff. Soccer, yeah, gymnastics. Yeah. Just as many things as you can. <laughs> I have like I'm Tons still working work. all the work the jobs basically. All the jobs. Yeah, all the jobs. All of them. Doing them all. And we have a new puppy. A puppy. And that takes up a lot of our time too. <laughs> so uh thank you everyone for listening as always and ABC around. ABC Cryptozoology